Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Watermark Church podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now let's dive in as we continue our Attitude of Gratitude series. When I first watched that video, I said, that is so sweet. And I thought, why don't they come to my house and give me coffee? Anyone else saw that too? <laughs> That's not really a heart of gratitude, is it? Everybody stand up this morning. <laughs> you put that verse up on the screen. First Corinthians, we're going to read it. Listen, I have shared this. I ended our last series by sharing this. I'm going to start this series, and we're going to share this every week. This is something that I believe needs to be ingrained in us. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thanks be to God, not thanks be to me. Thanks be to God who's given you. We talked about that already, who's given you the victory, that you are not the victim, that you are the victor through Jesus Christ, that when you find yourself in him, in him and you, that you find the victory. So the question I have for us this whole series is, what am I grateful for? What am I thankful for? What is in my heart? And I will say this, just like you're, some of you love to drive around with your check engine light on. Anybody has a car right now with a check engine light on right now? Yeah, a few of you. It's pretty awesome because there's a reason for that. The reason for that, if it's flashing crazy, I would say get that checked out ASAP. If it's just on, that means you got to get that checked out. Get that checked out. The reason that is there is just a warning that something could be off. It could be, you know what I'm saying, not the right air. It could be a lot of things and, and intake or whatever it could be, but it could, there's something. But it's a, it's, it's a warning for an inner problem, something going on in the inside of your car. I, I do believe we also have that. I believe we have the check engine warning signs that happen in our own life, in our own heart which I would say is attitude. When your attitude comes out that it's not a healthy attitude, it's like a check engine light is going off that says something's going on in your heart. I would say it's negative, reveals a lot, and positive reveals a lot. One of the things I would say is this. If you're complaining, if you're negative, if you're quick-tempered, if you're impatient, then this is a sure sign that something's going on with your check engine in your heart. So today I pray that we don't leave these things unchecked. So let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for today. I thank you, Lord, for all you do. Lord, be with us and lead us in Jesus' name. Amen. Before you grab a seat, turn to someone and says, check your engine light. Check it. Check your engine light. Listen, if you leave it unchecked, something will happen. It's just like if you leave your emotions unchecked. Here's what will happen. Maybe something will go wrong. Maybe you might cause an accident or be an accident if you leave it unchecked. Just like normal life, if you leave that unchecked, you're going to spew all things that you're like, oh, I, didn't, I couldn't believe I said that. I, I, I wasn't trying to be that mean. I just, that just came out. And I'm like, yes, there is a reason because there is a check engine light that is showing something that's going on here Usually the negativity reveals more about you than it does the other person. Did you hear me out there? Listen, the gossip or the things that you hear or the negative voice or when people sharing, when they're complaining to you, it's probably more about them than it is about you. It's revealing about them. It says naturally, some of you are going to love me when I hear it say this, there's a 16% of the people in this world, they say as a fact, 16% are resistors. 
That means these are people that no matter what you do, they don't like what you do. These are the people that if you change anything, if you, anything, anything you do, they just don't like it. These are the people that wake up in the morning and listen, they're just that way. That's just the way they are. And it's interesting because some of you may like this because you're like, I can never please that person. You just say, that's a resistor. <laughs> they're just, that's, just the, that's just the way it is sometimes with certain people. And I believe this. Listen, I don't believe as Christians that we're called to be this way. I don't believe as Christians. Francis Schaeffer, there's a quote that says this, the beginning of man's rebellion against God was and is the lack of a thankful heart. It's interesting because I do think that our thankfulness really does change our perspective. It's not happy people who are grateful. It's grateful people who become happy. Some of you heard that said before. Now, listen, I'm not trying to be a Hallmark card, but I think it's true. It's, I think it's really true that, listen, um, it's, you can't pretend to be happy. It's, gratitude, as they say, is one of the healthiest um, human emotions in the world. It actually increases your immunity to sickness. Ungrateful people tend to be more unhappy people. Um, nothing satisfies them. They never have enough. Um, and when such a things happen, they just get irate. There's a verse in Scripture that, as we talk about this gratefulness, I share every year as we go through like a blessed series or a thankful series. It's this, Matthew 9, 20, 19, 24. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who was rich to enter the kingdom of God. This verse, uh, for many years, I kind of, you have those verses in Scripture and go, ah, oh, that's not for me. I'm not the... 0.001% rich people in the world. That's not for me. I just kind of blow it off. You have those scripture verses that you're like, you're like hitting your husband or your spouse or your wife, and you're like, that's a verse for you, not for me. Or maybe you tell someone else, this person needs to hear this. But can I just tell you this? I, we need to define what being rich is. Rich is the top 10% is usually the rich one. So everybody say this with me. I'm rich. <laughs> You might be thinking, that's not true, but let me just say it again. One, two, three, say, I'm rich. One, two, three. America is only 4.5% of the world's population. If this is true, the average income for America is around $38,000. In the world, 40% of the people in this world live off $2 a day. 15% 15% live off a dollar a day. And listen to this. If you have spare change, if you don't have a closet, if you have a television, and you have a vehicle in your driveway, then you are the top 9% richest person in the world. Sometimes we look at ads and commercials, and we look at our neighbors, and we compare ourselves to the Joneses and different things, and we say, well, in this world, I'm, I mean, I'm not that rich compared to everybody else around me. But isn't it interesting how when Jesus talked about a lot, we, we talked about the world. And I think sometimes we compare the wrong things. When we're talking about worldwide, I just think the fact that we are in America itself, we are pretty blessed. It's interesting as we look at these things is that the things that we take for granted, I think somebody else is praying for. The, the relationship you have that you take for granted, somebody else is praying for that kind of relationship. 
the meal that you have or the car that you have that you're disgusted with somebody else is praying for. It's interesting to think about it is that the things that you think you don't like, someone near you is praying for what you got. And so this is my thought today as we move forward is we got to choose to be thankful in everything that we do. There's always, always, always something to be thankful for. And I just got two points. Number one is this, is you got to count your blessings. I'm going to read a study, a scientific study on gratefulness. There was two psychologists by the name of Michael McCullough and Robert Emmons. Southern Methodist University in Dallas, Texas, and, and the other one's from University of California, and wrote an article about an experiment that they conducted on gratitude and its impact on our well-being. The study split several hundred people into three different groups, and all the participants studied were asked to keep daily diaries. The first group kept a diary of the events that occurred during the day without being told specifically what to write about, either good or bad things. The second group was told to record their unpleasant experiences. And the last group was instructed to make a daily list of things to which they were grateful. The results of the study indicated that the daily gratitude exercises resulted in a higher reported levels of alertness, enthusiasm, determination, optimism, and energy. In addition, those in the gratitude group experienced less stress, were more likely to help others, exercise more regularly, and had made great progress toward achieving personal goals. In addition, the doctor's research shows that those who practice gratitude tend to be more creative, bounce back more quickly from adversity, and have a stronger immune system, and have stronger social skills than those who don't practice gratitude. He further points out in his study to say that we feel grateful is not say that everything in our lives is necessarily great. It just means that you are aware of one's blessings. And I would say this to us, we can't forget our blessings. So here's my challenge for the next four weeks for you. Of course, challenge, we're going to give to missions and water. We're going we're gonna to do certain things. But if you have a journal... The one, the one little thing I want you to add every single day to your journal starting today for the next four weeks of this series is I want you to write a grateful attitude line. And every day I want us to write down the things that you are grateful for that come to mind that you usually take, not advantage of, but you don't, you really are not really thanking God for. The things that just kind of pass your mind. If you don't write a journal, here's the next one. You're going to leave today, go buy a book, go steal one of your kids' journals, and you're going to start journaling. I want to see in our brains how quickly a gratitude journal will change the way we think over the next four weeks. I want to see the things that we begin to think about because if we thank God for the things that we daily take for granted, I was telling my son last night who was raising money now for speed light, he's selling dish towels, and he's like, I said, we're talking about why we're doing this for water wells. And he's like, so do they need more? And I said, yeah, because they don't have any clean water. And we're talking about like, so, and he said, we should thank God for our water. And I said, Yes. How often in the last few weeks have we thanked God for water faucets and water? And so it's interesting to think about. We need to have a, there's an old song that says this, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. And it will surprise you that all that God has 
done. It will shock you what God has already brought you through. If you're counting your blessings, and if you don't count your blessings, they really don't count them because you don't remember them. And so we need to remember how God has already answered our prayers. Many people in this room I have sat down and prayed with in the last few years as we worked through problems. And guess what? You're still here. You're, you're, you're on to the next thing. We're moving forward. We, what, so what things have you prayed for that God has answered? What has God brought you peace through? We forget already our answered the prayers. And I, like I said before in the previous years, we tend to forget what we should remember, and we remember what we should forget. But if we kept our journal saying, Lord, I want to remember this. I need to remember, this is why in the Old Testament, they, they set up memorials and they set up these things to show them signs of saying, we can't forget this moment. We can't forget what God did. So remember, think about this. You remember how you tried to get a loan and it came to pass. Do you remember when you wanted a better relationship with your kids and, and it's growing? Do you remember how you were praying for your job and you got it? That same job that you curse out every day at one time, now you were praying for. Do you remember that you were looking for a place to live and it came to pass? Do you remember trying to get pregnant and it happened? Do you remember um, that time when that final exam in college or high school or junior high when you, when you prayed and it happened? Remember how your friends you couldn't trust and you're working through it? I remember praying for my wife someday. I remember thinking if, before I met Jane, praying for somebody. I remember trying to sell our house in Brainerd and trying to build a new one. I remember working through that. I remember deciding to come plant a church in Stillwater and trying to sell our house and trying to move and trying to do other things and saying, God, how is this all going to happen? I remember trying to build a team for a church. I remember when, before we did a church plant, praying for people to show up. Look at we're here today. I remember praying for, um, you know what I'm saying, for different people in our family. I remember praying for, we couldn't have, our first kid had, was hard. We were trying so long to get pregnant. And I remember the day I came home and Jane told me she was pregnant and to find out it was a baby boy that we named Sawyer was one of the greatest days. I remember when we bought our house in Lake Elmo. I remember when we were praying through, how is this going to work? We forget so fast. Some of you right now are just saying, if I just get through this, it'll be all better. I just want to, I'm here to remind you, listen, you got through stuff before, you're going to get through this too. Colossians 2.7 says this, sink your roots in him and build on him. Be strengthened by the faith that you were taught and overflow with thanksgiving. We just read about that. The word thanksgiving comes from the word to think. To think about life accurately is to thank God continuously in the midst of life. Number two is this. Be grateful no matter what. And this is what I really want to hit on as we close up today. President Abraham Lincoln proclaimed a day of Thanksgiving in 1863. In the middle of the war, he said the country's blessings 
were due to the ever-watchful providence, almighty God. No human counsel hath devised, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger and our sins, hath nevertheless remembered mercy. And he asked for the Almighty Hand to heal the words, wounds of the nation and restore it. How beautiful is that? How much more do we need that today? In the middle of the unrest that's going on in our nation, we have got to turn to the Lord, listen, and be thankful. With the election coming up this week, can I just tell you this? Whether you get your way or not, you know what you need to decide to do? The pre-decision, you need to decide right now that you're going to thank the Lord no matter what. What if we just live thankfully? Can I just tell you right now? What if all the complaining you spent over the last two months, you spent being, being thankful instead? How would that have changed anything? Because can I tell you this? Complaining doesn't change much. It doesn't change people much. But being thankful does. wonder if we just started changing that around a little bit in our house. We complain about the things like cleaning the house. However, without a place to live in, we would have no house to clean. We complain about that tire being going flat. Well, thank God for a car that has a tire that goes flat. Complain about the snow outside. Well, what about instead of complaining, we thank God for the heat inside. Feeling sick, well, we have hospital medication, that's good, and we have a God that heals. I remember when Sully was in the hospital. Dan and Brandon, you guys can come up here. Remember when Sully was in the hospital? One of the worst days we've had in the hospital. I remember Jane and I um, sitting there, and it was, I preached a sermon that next week about, they came in our room, and they told us some really bad news, and it was after one of the massive surgeries, and we were sitting there, we, we, we both couldn't sleep. If I remember why, it was our anniversary. It was like one of our, I think it was on our anniversary. And we were sitting there in the hospital looking at the baby boy. And um, we both didn't know what to think. Like we just, we were numb almost. We were mad, mad at God. I'll be honest, we were mad. And so we started to complain. And the thought that hit me is we can camp here, but we can't live here. Like, we can be honest with the Lord. We can share our feelings. We can camp here, but we can't live here. I told that the next Sunday. It's like, we're not going to live here. And so then we began to pray, saying, we don't know what's going to happen with our baby boy, but we just got to pray. And that was hard to surrender that. And then I remember we just got to thank God. And the thought that hit us was, at this point, at least what can be done with Sully can hopefully be done with surgeries. How many other little kids around the world are dealing with treatments that can't be done with surgeries? And then hope started coming in. And, I, and I'm just telling you, you know what you need in the midst of your heartache? You just need some hope. You need to know that God, we had to come to a realization that God cares for Sally more than we do. We had to come to a realization that God cares for us, that in the midst of heartache, and we just had to be honest. And it's interesting, but I realize this, that 
sometimes this is the best way to go through something is to be thankful. Listen, you're not going to always be thankful for the problem. But you can be thankful for what it's doing in you. Ephesians 5.20 says this, always give thanks to God the Father for everything. <laughs> Have you ever read that? Everything. No matter what. Then I love this verse. 1 Thessalonians 5, 18 through 19. If you're taking notes, this is super fun. And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Isn't that a funny thing? It goes on top about quenching the spirit. As a kid, I was like, I don't want to quench the spirit. How do you do that? And we talk about that, but I think it's funny how it talked about being thankful in everything and being thankful to the Lord before it talked about that. But can I just tell you this? You know how many people come to me and saying, God, what's my will for my life? God, is, what is the will? What, what, do you, what am I supposed to be doing? Well, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God for you. In everything, give thanks. No matter what. No matter who wins. No matter what happens. No matter what you think. Give thanks. What's God's will for me? To give thanks. Everything you have is by grace of God. Everything. You are not entitled to have a spouse. You are blessed to have one. You are not entitled to have a job. You are provided one. You are not entitled to have to healing, forgiveness, and salvation. You are given them. Because it's you, if you're gonna have attitude, make sure it's what? Make sure it's gratitude. Everybody stand up this morning. You know what our prayer needs to be? My prayer over you. We the greatest distance in your life is from here to here, and then from what you say to what you walk out. I believe there's a gap in our spiritual lives that time and my prayer for us is to help remove the gap between what I believe and what I live. If you're going to have an attitude, make sure it's gratitude. To live a life of gratitude. To live a life that's gr- grateful. To live a life that's full of hope. To live a life that says... So my encouragement for you this week is write in your journal. Write it down. Next one is this. Say it out loud. I'm going to talk about that more in the next few weeks. Tell the people you love. Tell the people around they say thank you. Say I love you. Say words. Everybody bow here to close your eyes this morning. If you're here this morning and you don't know the love of the Lord, I'm just telling you right now, he loves you so much. He died on the cross for you. He's bigger than anything. It says John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave. It's not something we did, it's something he did. He gave his one and only son. That his life was given for you. If you're here this morning and you've never asked Jesus Christ in your heart, I believe today is the day. Everybody's eyes closed and heads bowed. If you're here this morning and you say, I want to, I need to surrender to the Lord. If that's you, I just want you to raise your hand this morning. You don't need to be afraid. It's awesome. It's awesome. repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I give you my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. Forgive me my sins. 
fill me up. In Jesus' name. If you said that prayer, I want to pray with you. We have stuff for you. Listen, we're going to end with worship. Let me just tell you this about worship. Worship is not something we do because, hey, it gets us in the mood. You know, it kind of rouses us up. It gets us ready for service. Listen. Worship is the service. Worship is the main thing. We worship because you know what you do in worship? You thank God. It's our expression because sometimes we don't have the words to say. Sometimes we don't have the words to express. But then there's words that we say, oh yeah, that, 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 that. And we give, we worship God, not because of who we are, because of who he is, amen? So let's end today and just worship the Lord. Be thankful for the Lord today and be grateful for who he is and what he continues to do. Count his blessings this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today here at Watermark Church. If you have any questions or want to learn more, you can visit us at www.stillwatermark.com. Thank you.